0: A week we meet before breakfast for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development, so we figured why not share these moments with you? Welcome to Math Before Breakfast.
1: This is episode 29, and we are excited to talk today about a listener question that we got. And we thought about some more. So we have somewhat of an answer. Um, And then we're going to talk about Coral Counting and Counting Collections, a book from Stenhouse by Frank kazemi and tarot hope we got those names right there and correct us if not and then we're maybe going to end with talking about summer school so we are excited about this episode i have today and tomorrow one more day of school (laughs) after today um then it's summer Ruth,
0: already this is your first like official day of break right correct i checked out yesterday but i'm going back because i have some it stuff to do and sure It never ends. I want to get a book for us to read next for you. So Awesome. Okay. So
1: we got a question that we read last week on the podcast from Monica about fraction, decimal, and percent equivalence. And we kind of put it out there, but we didn't really answer it last (laughs) week. Um, So then Ruth was like, we really need to think about that (laughs) some more. Come on. So we talked about it again on a run, and we were going to kind of
0: share our thinking about that. You want to go first? Um. So I think what we came to was fraction, decimal, percent conversion is a pretty intense place to start Yep, because you are assuming background knowledge of all three of those. Right. And it's really hard to convert a fraction to a decimal if you're not real sure you know what a fraction is or what a decimal is. Yeah. And having taught sixth grade, of course, that's prior knowledge that I feel like my students have but when we get into the why of decimals and fractions I realize there's a lot of holes Mm -hmm. and a lot of kids just know that it's a point and it comes after a number but they can't even really delineate between what a whole number is compared to a decimal and it's just really to them like the left and the right Mm -hmm. and they know that the ones on the left are bigger and they get bigger and they but might, I, they might know the names of the place values. They might know how to read it.
1: But knowing, knowing any of that doesn't mean you really understand what's going on. Right. So
0: let's just pretend that you've established that and you have a solid understanding of fractions, decimals, and percents. Because that's kind of where we're coming from. Yeah. or Or we're saying... Maybe start there. Mm-hmm. Do some fraction and decimal
1: number sense activities, number talks, whatever. That could even go in your first week to see where your kids are um, and to build the routines of what a number talk might look like and sound like so that when you say, okay, now we're going to do equivalence, you know you've built some background there or made sure right. they had the background. So, all
0: right, keep going. Okay, so a rich – task something that is um pertinent to their life yeah and context that's the word i was trying to get to so i i mean we were running and we were like we need context and money came up yep and um i forget what else came up that is usually a context for well, wasn't it meters for decimals well that's where we ended yeah like- oh
1: and i and i will say that like the vanderthal book i've read that section about decimals a lot um for me- a couple of reasons and and the Wall book is like yeah it's good but the problem is that we don't have in our money system and so it breaks down pretty quickly and so he that book is like, don't you don't necessarily need to start
0: there or let that be your only context for decibels, right? So, we uh, well, we talked about cheese, that was the other
2: one, yeah. Um, because I was gonna say, with money, I just my brain was still finishing that thought, yeah. Is there concepts? I know that we our money system doesn't go to thousands, but is there some, some concepts that You can't get with just hundredths and know that it keeps going?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's a good place to start if you have no understanding. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, you can talk about how fourths are related to decimals and um, tenths and, you know, anything that goes into a hundred, anything that's a factor of 100, you can move back and forth between fractions and decimals and only go to the hundredths place. Um, So it's not it's not bad. It's just that it's not real life to then think about parts of a penny, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Did I answer your question?
2: Yeah. I guess, I guess I was thinking about the not taking it in depth, but introducing it because mm-hmm. I mean, once you understand how tenths and hundredths work, yeah. it's not like thousands are like, well, that's all the yeah. way that's completely different. And,
1: and we've modeled it. I mean, I remember doing this when I was your student teacher, like modeling it with, A
0: part of a penny and take a big picture of a penny and cut it up into 10 pieces. And and we even like cut a quarter so they could see that eighths were half of a quarter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do all kinds of different things to get them there. But I think the point is that that kid just can't be your only one. Yeah. You can't assume that every kid's going to be able to follow you down to a tenth of a penny. Yeah. Gotcha. um, Yeah. Path.
1: So then we ended up – you want to talk about where we ended up?
0: Yes. So – well, real fast, the cheese. Yeah. Um, I have introduced decimals and turning a fraction, like one-third. So I do this activity where everyone gets a slice of American cheese and a knife. and Plastic knife. Uh, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> a paper plate. Yeah. Plastic cheese and um, a plastic knife. Yeah. And I tell them that this is the activity where I figure out who's going to be – which – One of you as surgeons when you are grown up that I want to operate on me because they just can hack some cheese with those plastic (laughs) knives. Um, Anyways, it's – they cut it into tenths, and then they cut one of the tenths into hundredths, and then they have to cut one of the hundredths into thousandths, and – they begin to understand what a thousandth of a piece of slice cheese. it's a slice of cheese. It's just a square. It's like a base 10, just, wow. like a sandwich slice. And so we a
2: thousandth. That's a little teeny slice yeah. of yeah, cheese. Yeah, it's
0: tiny. But when you do it, you know, like you're gonna cut it into ten sh- strips, and yeah. I give them the lesson that Tracy gave me about how to cut a brownie. You cut the ends off first, and then you can cut it in half and in half and in half. Do you remember teaching me that? Yeah like how to Did cut you brownies. Follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we do that when we're cutting that one little hundredth. You cut it into, f- you make four cuts and make fifths, and then you turn it and cut it in half again. And so, a lot of them, that's the part uh, okay, where that you're... that makes
2: sense. I'm, tr- I'm in my brain. I'm trying to take ten slices out of a one hundredth of a piece of cheese, like teeny tiny. Like I'm like, you don't need a knife. You need a scalpel. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, anyways. That's kind of like a concrete – I'm not going to say it has context, but it's a concrete way and it's fun and, th- you know. And
1: they get the idea that each piece gets cut into 10 smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. That's what that yeah. model is really good for. And yeah. and they're starting with the whole and, – and I like it. I mean, it's really the same as a base 10. It's almost the same size as a base 10 mm-hmm. flat. Mm-hmm. But they are going from the whole into the tents it,
0: like they can see it happening. I like that. And so it's – Leads us into division where you put the decimal and the zero, which is you're showing them that that's really you making like one divided by three. You're making it 10 tenths divided by three. And now you can divide it. Gotcha. And so they love it when their teacher says cut the cheese. (laughs) Uh Yeah. (laughs) We've heard it a bunch of times. (laughs) Like, yeah, that was funny last year. It's not funny this
2: year. (laughs) Sorry, guys. You missed out on the funny. Yeah
0: all right so, so we ended up at meters yes and because you can see the tenths
1: the hundreds and the thousandths. like let's i'm not you know the the each I mean, of the oh like
2: on a meter stick yeah okay
1: and, and there's a lot of teachers that i I've, I've talked to they're like oh i didn't know that 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 each yeah
2: they didn't know how a meter stick works
1: I have talked to teachers before uh-huh. that are like, "Oh my gosh, I can't I didn't realize that I can see the the tenths, the hundredths and the thousandths right here in this." Wow. I mean, if they knew how to use a meter stick, but right. hadn't thought about the fact that the des- the tent where 10, 20 and 30 are marked, those are the decimeters mm-hmm. or the tenths of a meter. The centimeters are a hundredth
0: and then the millimeters are the thousandths of a meter. Okay, carry on. So, your context is that you are at a sandwich shop. Um selling subs and the table that you cut the subs on is like a table at the fabric store that has the attached
2: mm-hmm.
0: yardstick, but yours has an attached meter stick.
2: Yeah. Does it have that little gully that you can ride the scissors? <laughs> <down>? Right? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, but we're probably using a knife at the okay. sub shop to yeah. cut our sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. So the idea is that, You know, they want you to cut your sandwich in half or they want you to cut your sandwich in fourths or they want you to cut half of it and then cut it into fourths. And what does that mean and what does it look like? And so you. We haven't said this in a while, but this is a low floor, high ceiling task because you can change in your groups what you want them to cut where you can some groups can get the halves and the fourths and make that relationship and other people can keep going. So, yeah. So, so you would set up the context that at this
1: particular sub shop, they can only make meter subs, but you, but the customer will come up and tell you what. I'm
2: fine with that. What, (laughs) yeah. What,
1: what (laughs) fraction of the sub you want. And you have to figure out where you would cut on your meter stick table. Yeah that's pretty cool. Oh, and we would talk about the tools. We talked about tools that we would give them. I think it would be important to give them a meter stick mm-hmm. and to give them like ribbon that, and not, hmm. not string or yarn because string and yarn can both stretch. But they'll you, snap
2: back. Or... Yeah.
1: But if you had ribbon, then they can, like, if they don't know, they could take, cut a meter piece of ribbon and then fold it in half or even cut it in half. You know, I think that would be a good way to, uh, to lower the floor if, if necessary um you got any thoughts about that you look like you're thinking really hard
2: i was just trying to think of other things that are i i was i was not even thinking you know ribbon or string but it makes sense because it comes in not infinitely long but yeah you know a roll so it's not like you got to piece things together to make a, a meter or like so many paper or other stuff yeah. you would have to Added, a symbol, a meter. Adding
1: yep. machine tape oh, would be oh, another, because yeah. then yeah. you could mark on it. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you could even, that could even be the task is to mark, you know, create your subs and mark them. and Yeah. Yeah.
2: The first task would be find added machine tape.
0: Oh, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Sam's. Yeah. It's pretty cheap. Okay. Or your secretary's office, because they don't <laughs> use it anymore uh, and it might still in be in, there. Right after school. Yeah. No, you that. can get it at Sam's.
1: Um, Costco, whatever. Okay. So that's our best suggestion so far for Monica. I would say that I listened to the Making Math Moments Matter podcast with Kathy Fosno. Did I already talk about that? I did. But I went on and looked, poked around on her, like on Amazon and then on her site. And she has one That's called some. It's something about decimals and meters.
2: Has one what?
1: Has a unit. I'm sorry. She has a unit that she wrote, and I think they're all about two week long units. And I would really be interested in you know how we were talking about building the fraction and decimal background. Mm -hmm. I would that it's like thirty dollars. I think it would probably be worth it to see what she was doing there. So um, that's another resource that. I think probably has good tasks in it and would build the background.
0: And we talked about, I don't remember if you had a context, do you have a context for the base 10 flats that we gave them? I, we both did this activity this year where you gave them that paper with the base Mm -hmm. 10 flats and they had to color half and color a fourth. I used it. um,
1: It's kind of lame, but I did say this is our, our school building and there are a hundred rooms and The custodian found that half of the lights were left on. And so can you color what half of the lights were? Oh, you know
0: what? We talked about square gardening. Yeah, that's another one. So if you have that base 10 block and then you tell the students that this is your square garden Mm -hmm. and you're needing one-fourth of it to be cabbage or one-fourth of it to be something, and so you can color that garden with each of those. Also, like quilting
1: you oh, know, yeah. Quilts, a uh, fourth of your thing needs to be
0: red or something like but that. But I think it's a good transition to see it linear. the linear with the mean And I was stick. about to
2: say, with both of those examples, if I had a square and you told me to plant a quarter of it with tomatoes or whatever, I would not do like lin- a, a linear measurement across it. I would get into four yep, quadrants right. and is... do a quarter that way instead of, you know,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: The, I don't know. You, you guys can't see my little drawings.
0: I know what you mean though. But, yeah. Um, and we talked about that in one of the episodes, how students who knew that one fourth was 25 hundreds and thought that's what we were trying to get to colored two rows and half of the next one mm-hmm. where kids who didn't understand that just cut it in a fourth and ended up with 25 hundreds in the corner. Five by five. Yeah. In the corner. Yeah. And both I, of those, I think it's good to see the both of those. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
2: I was just saying, cause you had started off with a base 10 flat, which you don't really, don't really I don't think of dividing it that way. I guess right. you can.
1: Yeah. So the point is that we've talked about here is that you want to, your kids to see both linear and area representations mm-hmm. of the tens, hundreds, and thousands. It's important. Decimal, um, decimal squares is another tool resource that we've talked about before on the oh, podcast yeah. that might be worth checking out as a, as a manipulative if you don't already have it. So all right, we're we ready to move on to this book. I think we are ready to. Okay. So we did we are this is a book by Stenhouse from Stenhouse um, that I, you know, last year this time I was seeing all over Twitter and so I ended up did I end up getting it for Christmas, I think. This the, and I haven't read yes. it yet. Yeah, you bought it for me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and hadn't read it, but we participated in a Twitter chat and we've talked about it on the podcast some, but we talked specifically about coral counting mm-hmm. and so we'll link that episode um but we read the part about counting collections because when we did the the twitter chat we were both like we hadn't really tried counting collections yet and weren't really sure so we've read the that section now and um bruce got the book and i've got some pictures of what my kids did we did i tried it um one one Two days with one of the classes and one day with one class. And so um, she's going to kind of talk from the book and I'll chime in with what I did. So I haven't – or she's rolling her eyes. Why are you rolling out your eyes? Because I'm going to be chiming in and you're going to be talking. Okay. that's how it works. (laughs) So So is
2: this our first episode of Summer Book Club?
1: We didn't think of a catchy name, but yeah, this is our first episode of Summer Book Club. Summer Math Book Club. Yes. This is book number one. Yeah. Coral Countings and Counting Collections. Yes.
0: So – I feel like this book, had it not been all over Twitter, is not something that a sixth grade teacher would have picked up and said, right. oh, I think I should do counting Yeah, huh. in my class. But reading it, I mean, I have to read the chapter three through five yeah. because they don't have a counting in sixth grade. So obviously somewhere else, someone else has thought that as well. But holy cow, there's so much merit in it. And I can see the benefits of what could happen if I actually had students that, you know, were there. Yeah. Um, And I think it's funny. I'm looking at your book, but we've highlighted a lot of the same stuff. (laughs) And it's talking about counting collections. And maybe you are a middle school teacher thinking, why? No, there's no need for my students to need to count. Yeah. But it says that teachers have to believe in the complexity of math that the children undertake and then see how well it matches with yeah. their goals. Like how yeah. much math can you really get from counting? Yes. Um and a lot is the answer. Yeah. So, okay, so we probably we just jumped
1: in. Let's back yeah. up in case somebody's like, "What are you talking about?" Um so the I- like me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the idea that I took from this is that well, and we're going to just focus on the counting collections and 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 know that the whole other half of the book is coral counting. But we're
0: going to link the coral counting okay. episode because if you're okay. here and yeah. you have skipped ahead or something because you want to hear about our summer book club, then we go back and listen to that coral yeah. counting. One. Yeah. Okay. So for counting collections, you
1: are going to give generally pairs of students a collection of something and ask them to count it and you're looking for an accurate count. You are looking for them to move towards an efficient method of counting. And that often, most of the time, includes an efficient method of organizing their counting. And then you are looking for them to record their thinking so that someone could come back and see how they counted based on their recording. And, you know, what level you are, what level student you have depends on what you would count. You know, are you going to count something that's in the teens? If you're in kindergarten, at the beginning of kindergarten, are you going to count something that's in the 80s or 90s at the end of kindergarten or first grade? And then if once you're in, you know, third, fourth, or fifth grade, are you going to count something that's decimals or fractions? Or yesterday, one of my groups counted something that was in the 600s, you know? So it that changes. And then how you represent your thinking changes based on your level. Is that a good, like general explanation. Good job.
2: So what is the skill other than being able to yeah. count? Yeah. Because I know what you took from the house the other day for them to count. Yep. And I don't I don't quite get what skill are they building other than you know, counting.
1: Yeah. Okay. So all kinds of things. I was. I have to admit, uh, I was. Oh, you look kind, pretty excited. I know. <laughs> I was kind of in the same boat when I left. I'm like, people have been saying this is awesome. I'm going to try it. And I, but I didn't know what was going to happen. And by the end, there were so many things that we had touched on in class that reappeared in our coral counting. So, the, I think the big idea here is that it's a real life context to use all of the other things that you're learning. So for example, multiplication was a huge part of what we did. Um, and I'll kind of, I'm kind of waiting to go into specifics, come and kind of answer your big question. Like right um, order of operations came out a lot when they were writing the expression of what okay. they figured out. Um, estimating, um, a clearly addition when they were putting things together subtraction because sometimes they would have like it would they they were able to use a whole set and then subtract out the ones that they didn't have from a whole set right um, comparing because like a, one team would get this and one team would get this from the same um, collection and then how far are we off from each other um, factors because they sometimes they would count it and I would be like, Okay, you just counted it and put it in a pile and I can't see that. And I want to be able to take a picture of what you've done so that I can really verify what you have without going back and counting every single one. And so they'd have to think about, okay, how can I arrange it in in an array? That's really what we're probably okay, looking that, for.
2: That one makes I mean they all not not that any of them don't make sense. Yeah. But that's the first one where so it's easy to see what others Skills. Yeah,
1: um, there's the communicating your thinking. There's the like ver- in written and in verbally with your partner, um, all kinds of things.
0: Do you have any more that came up out of the book? No, I, I mean, you hit them. I think it's uh, the teachers in the book are constantly saying, "How can you verify that that pile is two hundred fifty? Like that's a good way to organize it so you can count by two fifties or five hundreds. But right. how can you verify that's what's there? And that's yeah."
2: Yeah. And that's just based on how you display it.
1: Yeah and and they said they said that the best way to get, this is what I took from the book that the best way to get older kids to do that is to say, I want to take a picture of it so that I can, yeah, and your picture needs to match what you've written, you know and that that's what motivated my like I should be able to see your picture and see your writing and see what you've written your expression in the
2: picture. So if you gave me a whole bucket of quarters yep, and my way for organizing them was to put them into fours because I knew that was dollars, yep. although maybe that's not, we're just counting. We're not trying yeah. to count money. Yeah. Um, then you would, when you took a picture, you'd want to see a bunch of sets of four mm-hmm. across my and table. And
1: I'd even want to rather see like your sets of four in an array over just random or even in a line. Because as soon as you put your sets of four in an array, you don't have to count everything. You can count it across and down and Uh, then see what's happening there. Yeah. That's what I was trying to move my kids to. I know I only had one day because we're at the very end of the school year. (laughs) So I was kind of pushing a little harder than I feel like the authors of this book would have wanted me to. But like, this was our one shot. Let's say I'm
2: (laughs) stuck on this quarter one just because it's the first thing I thought of. Um, For your organization – what if I stacked my four quarters on top of each other? If you were taking a picture from the top, you wouldn't necessarily see that's four. But if you're at the side, you could pick a picture from the side to see that every stack is four. And then a picture from the top. Because then my array doesn't take up quite so much space.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fine. So as you were talking about it, that's what I was imagining. Was that you were I stacking mean, I was talking
2: your... about like like little four beside, like the, the four oh. pips on a die. Mm-hmm. Like oh. set up like that.
1: Yeah, no, I think you could groups. stack them. And that mm-hmm. just be part of what you wrote and said. I put them in stacks of four. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that'd be fine.
2: Yeah, the I'm... first time I was trying to make sure everything was visible from uh-huh. above, but no, I don't it takes it up a lot more be. space.
1: All right, so I'll just kind of walk you through what I did. Um, the first
2: some pro account collections now. Just thought, yeah, about you
1: are you... awesome. Um, the first day, I I just kind of, I don't just introduce the idea, we're going to count some stuff. And, (laughs) um, and we're going to, I brought in some ideas. So I had a bucket of a huge tub of keys, um, that Jay had gotten off of Amazon for a, a, um, escape room thing, like where you have a whole lot of, I was dec- just
2: trying to break into a house and thought, you know, if I'll yeah. just buy a whole bucket of keys, yeah. one of them will work.
1: Exactly. Like a whole bunch of decoys. And then one key was the right key kind of okay. thing. Yeah. So he bought a, I mean, it was, I don't remember, one of my kids counted, counted it. We'll look back and see how many. Um, and then I brought in a bucket of, um, water balloons that I had gotten at a yard sale, not filled. Yep and then i got the buck the box of dice remember when there was a mom <laughs> yeah. who oh, yeah, sent me yeah, who sent me a random email that was like i have 600 dice um don't ask it's a long story do you want them <laughs> yes i want them so those were the three things that i that were new that were probably cool and interesting and i brought those in and then i said we're gonna i just ran- hit my random flippity make two partners um here's what here's how it's gonna work um and then if you don't want to count if, you, if your group doesn't get one of these three things, then you can go find something else in the room and just go for it. Um, I did say – I did put up on the board the part about you need an accurate count. You need to – we need to be able to take a picture of what you do, and you need to record your thinking, um, and you need to listen to your partner. Those are my, my – like what was on the board and the task. Um, so some teams picked things that were way too simple. I can't remember what the – um like a basket i have these paper stars that are like you know that they earned from and the one girl one group of girls who they picked a basket and had 73 stars and they were done in no time and it was like um okay pick something harder <laughs> so they, that's a learning curve is like what is the right amount You know, of something that would be a challenge, and the and the book kind of leads you to say leads you towards something that's just out of reach. You know, or like keep on pushing them. You don't. You'd rather it'd be better to go on a little bit too hard than it is to give fourth grader seventy three things.
2: Um. Wait, but how do they? If you didn't want them counting that few, how is that an option?
1: Well, I just said whatever can you find around the room. I didn't actually because I was kind of doing this on the fly.
2: A hundred sets of a hundred keys. Yeah.
1: I didn't I didn't I didn't count any of the collections ahead of time. I mean if I was gonna Yeah, I just don't say that you would count them ahead of time. No, no. But but I could have like picked out some collect some appropriate collections ahead of time. But I also thought they might find something cooler than I had thought of. So
2: I like that idea of letting them if you know you've got plenty of buckets of things and manipulatives in your classroom that they could look at and find that I, I like that idea of letting them giving them the agency to, to yeah. find something that they that interests them. Yeah. I, I like that. I just didn't know that you Agency. Good use of
1: that word there, JJ. That was good. Thank you. Um I've okay. been to college. Yes. Twice. <laughs> yeah. So um I'm looking at the pictures from that day and one group picked the base the Snap Cubes and without any prompting from me, they put them in groups of ten and they were putting them in two rows of five to make their groups of 10. And then they were like, I think they were kind of getting bored of making the two rows of five. They're like, we can do any kind of thing as long as it's 10. So then at some point they were like making random things. They eventually went back to the two rows of five, but that was a really cool decision from the very beginning. Another group had 109 stars and they grouped them without any prompting from me they put them in pairs so they grouped them by twos and when i came over they were like look i have 54 pairs of twos two and one more but their 54 were all over the place you know just like sprinkled all over the rug well binary
2: star systems are often spread all over the place
1: (laughs) yes yes thank you um he went to college twice and they (laughs) Uh, they, I, you know, was like, okay, I want to take a picture of this, but if, but I can't clearly see that there are 54 here, what can, what can we do about it? I was leading them pretty hard, you know, Um, but we eventually, I, yeah, I really did probably tell more than I, if I had had, if I was going to do this over the course of a whole school year, you know, I would go a little slower, but they, they ended up with deciding Fifty four. I was like, you know, what are the f- thinking about the factors of it? And first they were doing two, and we ended up at f- nine times six. And so then they rearranged it, and I'm going to put all these pictures on the on the podcast, but they or on the show notes. But they they rearranged it, and then they were like, we lost some. Somebody must have kicked them. They must have gotten out of here because they they ended up not having six rows of nine. They they were like one pair short of what they thought they should have. And I was thinking about it the next day. No, probably. It's very much, it's much more likely that when you were counting the random all over the thing, you counted a cent twice, you know? So that's the, the way to verify how much you have is by some sort of organization. So um, it is tricky to, for them, this is a great, like, what's the point of the math? It is tricky for them once they get it in an array but where each point on the array is more than one, that is hard for them to count.
2: All right. Say that again.
1: Okay. Let me show you my picture. All, all people at home are like, I can't see your picture. Okay. So this is their, what we're looking at is their nine rows of six stars. So the
2: top left is the single star. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was, it also looked like it was turning into an S and I was yeah. getting confused.
1: There are nine rows of six, but each one of those spots are two stars together. So they get confused about should I count like two, four, six, eight going across or should I count one, two, three, four going across across and down? So when I look at this, I want to count, you know, um, nine across, six down and then double it.
2: Yeah, I would. That's that's what what my brain is. And being
0: able to write that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But so being able to write it. If you're going to do nine times six and then double it, you would put nine times six in parentheses and you would put the two outside. Yeah. But hello, the commutative property says it doesn't matter yeah. how you do it. Yeah. So that's huge yeah. for them to see. Um.
1: Let me tell you, let me show you what this one little lady in my class ended up doing. Um. So we um, I'll put this on there, too. But we ended up. Pulling I the next day I pulled this picture up on the board oh, I because the minus
2: one. <laughs>
1: yeah. I pulled this up on the board so that we could talk about different ways to represent it. And she saw instead of the instead of what I was saying, she saw twelve times eight. Where does she see in that? I'm losing it now. Twelve times eight. Two, four, 6, 8, 10, 12. So she sees twelve actual stars going down the side and eight actual stars going across and then she was seeing this incomplete row because there's one pair that's not. So oh. she was seeing that as 11. So she did that complete. I drew it, but she was naming. Like, so who,
2: this is a student or a this teacher? This was a
1: student who doesn't oh. normally speak And this up. is
0: not the student who originally counted no.
1: the stars. It was so valuable to take a picture of it and then put it forth and let them all say different ways that they saw did it. Did
2: you have, and you probably didn't because you only did this one day but have a counting collection museum walk.
1: I did in my second class and it was really, really good. Yes. And, and they had time to talk about it
0: to each other. So what is at their walk? I mean, obviously their collection, but then did they have some kind of a written expression Um, or some teams were,
1: I I just said, we're stopping in five minutes and we're going to look around. And I made them go this time, instead of it being a gallery walk where you can go free we're all going to go to this team in here, and 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 I just was asking them like, what have you done so far? And, and a lot of them would say we just started counting, and then and then we're like we couldn't keep track, and so they talked about moving to some sort of so organization. It was, a curated it was definitely a and curate- well, I like that. Ooh. Um, and then I would say, you know, depending on what I was seeing there, I would say what helped you, or what do you all see, or how would you, you know, or. What could we, what suggestions could you give them? And oh, this is probably, can I take, I'm just going to skip forward to my most favorite Please part do. of the whole thing. Okay, so these girls brought in, I'm going to pull up the picture so that you can see it. These girls brought in um, a whole bucket of erasers that were different um, shapes, like all different kinds of things. So they're like animals and fruit and people and all kinds of random things okay it was a really cool collection like that is extremely motivating to count those hey did anybody have a giant
2: collection of keychains
1: no but i did talk about my giant collection of keychains i collected you know this ruth i collected keychains as a kid did you know that Maybe because when we went to your house, yeah,
0: yeah, They're up like
2: garland across the top of yes. her bedroom at home.
0: Yes, they go from the floor to the ceiling. I love like... that you still have a bedroom, yeah, at home, and you're married yeah. and have two kids. <laughs> <laughs> My son doesn't even have a bedroom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Yeah, I, I really, I, I wish I. I'm probably gonna get it and bring it to
0: bring it to school. My you mom just said she I was know. gonna. You're not gonna take it off that wall. I know she won't like it. You said go ahead. brought it and it triggered something like if this was a counting day what if you let them bring something from home i did
1: i that's what i oh. told them the first day what we were gonna do that's why i told them about the keychains and i was like bring something that you okay. can count so and they so really so did bring these this. girls brought these other kids brought pokemon cards um and i didn't, oh, one girl brought marbles. It was only like 51. I didn't really get much else. But okay. the Pokemon cards actually turned out to be cool. And I'll tell you why when we get okay there. Hey, is okay. that board
2: bouncing on a ball?
1: No, it's on a desk. It's bigger than the desk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So they grabbed... These girls grabbed... We have these huge whiteboards that we used from when we were doing flipped classroom. And they grabbed two of them and they immediately drew a grid... They drew their own grid, and it's like roughly six by five or something, six by six on the whiteboard. And they started putting – again, I had not come anywhere near them, so this was all them. They started putting two – you're not looking at it – this is not the finished version. They started putting two erasers in each one of their boxes. I think they knew that they – weren't going to have enough room to do singles in each one. So they put, they started with two, which was really interesting. We've never done anything like that, but I thought it was really cool. So two in each one. Well, then they ran out of room on that one. So they grabbed another one, put it beside it, drew some more, um, like drew some more grid and started two more in each one. And then they figured out how much it was and had written it down. And that was right about the time that we did our curated but um, gallery walk and they came up and we were talking about it and they were struggling with how to count it. You know, do you count one, two, three, four going across or do you count singles going across? And we were talking about it. And all of a sudden someone we had been counting the like rows from the left hand side. And all of a sudden someone counts it from the right hand side. And all like several people around the room were like, wait, they're not the same. So they had drawn the grid with a certain number of rows on the right-hand side and a different amount of rows on the left-hand side.
2: And Wait, how do you do that?
1: Because because it was two boards. And they just thought they were, like, going across the same number of times. Gotcha. But they just made a mistake. It looked – it was very – I mean, I didn't. Did, I did not see. Did Escher see it.
2: draw their board?
1: I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I had completely missed that mistake, and I would have completely missed it had we not stood there to talk about it together. And and then all of a sudden, several kids around the room were like, frantically looking, like, "What's happening? What's happening?" And we realized that their their grids weren't the same. There are two arrays. So then we had to talk about how are they going to fix it. And there were so many good different ideas about how you could fix that mistake. You know, I and me, myself and several students were just like, you've got two different arrays. Just take this array. Let's say it was six times seven and this array, which was five times six. Do those, do each one of them doubled because you've got two in each box Add your little extras over here. But the two girls there really wanted it to be right. So they were immediately like, no, 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 no. We'll just erase this last column and add it, make it another row, and you know, it was just so cool to see.
2: So it turned from counting to problem solving.
1: Exactly. That and that's the point. That's like all of these things just came into play. Like all this math that we were not going into
0: it expecting came out of there from that okay I've talked a really long time you, you so go. this is my thought because you know I tried this right at the end yeah and I tried it in one class period and was like I have to read the book before I do this yeah <laughs> yeah this is annoying but man I wish I would have read the book because we counted my fraction right pieces right and if I had said the four rules that you stated, uh-huh. you have to be able to explain your thinking, and I have to be able to see what you've done. I would have had multiple multiplication of fractions, yeah, because they would have had to say forty-two thirds, right? And well, how are you going to show me that? How are you going to arrange them? Are you going to arrange them in one in holes? So I just have all this stuff processing in my head when I'm listening. How to make to you. it better? Like, Hey, kids, you want to come back from summer break so you can count fraction pieces with Missy? (laughs) Doesn't that sound exciting? (laughs) All
1: right. I'm going to at least talk about the Pokemon. I have so many. I'm going to at least talk about the Pokemon and the dice before I quit. Um, So multiple kids brought Pokemon cards And the ones who already had, and football cards, the ones who already had them in page protectors, you know, like old school collections, um, that made it, they counted them pretty fast. Wait, what's so old school
2: about sheets of cards? Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. It's just like, uh, Jay's going to (laughs) reach over there and get his. Um,
2: (laughs) I was thinking about dice when you said that, so I was looking at one.
1: Yeah. So they... You know, what they would do, this this one football collection group, they had, um, you know, they'd go three by three, and he had them front and back. And so they flipped through. They, they realized they were 18 on a page, and they flipped through and counted all their pages, and it was 39. And instead, I love this, instead of doing 39 times 18, bleh, who wants to do that? They did 39 times 40 and then subtracted sorry 40 is 9 Ugh, start over 18 times like, 40 so they okay. thought they rounded up to 40 pages yes. sorry and then where they were going to subtract out the last the 18 but then the guy had some pages where there were like uh, holes missing there were he said he had taken out like his favorite ones and his really um expensive ones <laughs> so
0: cute he didn't want to
1: bring them <laughs> uh uh-huh. to be counted. Yeah. i feel him yeah I know. so he took them out and so then they went back and they were like minus three minus six, minus five. And that's how they got their number. And they were able to count it. real. And they showed me their expression. They were able to count it really easily because it was already organized. That was really cool. So
2: it's nine per page.
1: However, they were counting it as... Yeah, they were front and back. So they were counting it as 18 because it was front and back. And they counted... It was like 600 cards. Um, Let me see. I can tell you. Um... It's not coming to me. It was 600 something super fast. There it is. 671 cards. They counted that super fast because it was already organized. You know, they, and they just did it really quickly. It was cool. Um, the, po- the, all the kids that brought Pokemon cards, they, they didn't have a ton. So they were able to count them pretty quickly. But then one of the things in the book is, can you extend what you're doing? And, and complex cards, isn't that what it's called? Complex collections where you're like counting something within your collection so that each item is not oh. one, but you're counting something That's about what it.
2: I was saying. With the yeah. dice, there are 21 pips on a die. And I was wondering if anybody thought to count this as 21 instead of one.
1: Yes. Yes, they did. And that's
2: why I went to grab it just to make sure yeah. my, my... – yeah. I was right. so
1: I will I will I'll come back to that okay. yes they did so for the pokemon cards i'm, I'm so excited you said that for the Pokemon I'm cards pretty exciting yeah <laughs> I was like okay you're done and you could get a different collection but I could give you a challenge with these and that was the the each of the Pokemon cards has an HP number at the top which i think is like Health, maybe I don't know. Health points, health points, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's Ask grandma. Children. Grandma is the Pokemon expert in our family. That's so, <laughs>
2: um,
1: anyway, so I'm like figuring out what's the HP of your entire collection.
2: Horsepower, that's
1: yes. Let's call it horsepower. So it they have cooler. some that they're all in multiples of ten, which makes it nice numbers to work for, work with. So like some of them are thirty, and some of them are one hundred twenty, and some of them are two hundred. So they. Um, what they did was like group them, they put all the forties together, all the fifties together, and then use multiplication for each one of those and then added up all their amounts together. So that was a really cool, I I was, yeah,
0: I was really glad I thought of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the one they had in the book was buttons Yeah, where some of the buttons had four holes and some of the buttons had two. And so you could count the buttons, but then you had to figure out a way to arrange them to count the holes. Yeah. Okay, so
1: another – now we're going to go to the dice, and this is a point in the book of, like, verifying and when – how – if two groups or two people get different counts, that that provides another level of problem solving when you figure it out. So I gave my class the dice, and I think they may have put them in piles of 50. I know they sorted them by color first, which is such an interesting and unnecessary step. It's pleasing to sort a whole big old thing that has three colors into into piles. But it's really unnecessary, right? Like there's Maybe no... it's not
2: unnecessary for how they function and yeah. how they process. Yeah. I mean if you think of a kid, I remember um watching our kids or, or some other kids recently, I forget who, where I was at somebody's house, and the kid was down on the floor and he had all his like little matchbox cars and he separated them into colors. It was just like yeah. a natural Yeah. A natural organization. Method that our brain yeah. thinks. About. I guess
1: it just can break it into smaller groups, more manageable groups. Um, I'm just gonna keep. I'm, I'm gonna keep thinking about that. Like, at what point do you realize that that's a wasted amount of time is to sort 600 dice <laughs> into three into three groups? Anyway, I think they did piles of 50, but they were just like random piles. And my class got. Um, they said it was 916 dice when they when they finished and they, they a lot of dice they had 270 260 and 280 were the cut by the colors 270 red 266 black and whatever 280 white so and I but I had not talked to that group they had just done it and moved Wait. on did they add wrong
2: how can 270 260 and 280 give you 916
1: six seven because they didn't add correctly. <laughs> I was like there were zeros
2: at the end of every one of those numbers, yeah. and you said 916. No, no, 9, 16.
1: no, sorry, sorry, 266. That's a six right there. okay. Six, seven. They didn't add right, though, because look at your hundreds place. 15. Oh, maybe I mean, that's like, supposed to be a no two. Way. I don't know. They obviously.
2: seven hundred, eight hundred.
1: 700. 800. Because of the 10, that's supposed to be a two in the hundreds okay. place. Okay, right. well, that was a hot mess. So, we need anyway, to check
2: that thing for you, I you know, know go add, you know, reporting it I on know. the news.
1: Well, there's a, a great use of context to have a real find your mistake. So then the other class did it, and their method was, and I was watching them, they were taking, they were digging in the box, get out five, push them to the side, and tally one, two, three, four, five on their whiteboard. Get another five, push them to the side, and tally one, two, three, four, five. And they were just making piles. And so they got to the end and got some number, but they didn't really have um, – here, I think I can tell you. 805 is what they got at the end. But they didn't really have – you can just see it's like a whole bunch of tallies and just piles of dice. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't take a picture of your 805 and see that it's actually 805. What can you do? And they were kind of like looking at me like –
2: you can believe us yeah. profit. Yeah. Come on. But
1: what what was motivating was I flipped on my phone. I'm like, look, my class got nine hundred and sixteen, which they were way wrong. <laughs> my- <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm like, how do we know it's right? Who and they don't have piles that we can count either can you do something that will help us prove that you are right you know and that was what was like okay we can do this so then they decided to start with groups of five and much like the stars they were starting with random groups of five but then check out what they ended with they ended with two desks full completely of piles of five it's like four with with one on one on top And then, but the two desks have different arrangements. One desk is nine by nine, piles of five. And the other desk is eight, eight by
2: nine. No, 10,
1: eight by 10, I think. I think it's eight by 10. Yeah,
2: it is eight by 10. Sorry. Eight
1: by 10. And then that you uh, on another picture, you can see one more little pile of extras. Oh, it's thanks. So like one's got 80 left. stacks.
2: And one's got 81 stacks.
1: Yeah, but it turned out nicely, because their amounts were four hundred five on one desk, four hundred on one desk, and then this you can see at the leftovers is thirteen on this desk. So eight hundred eighteen was the and and they convinced me like I completely believe them. Because so your class,
2: other than you know an addition <laughs> error, was only two off.
0: Yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah. your other class said nine sixteen, uh, but that
2: was an addition error on the board, like they it added was, incorrectly. Oh, oh, okay.
0: Eight hundred. Oh okay. Oh this,
2: yeah. This is you know this they added correctly, and they're only, it's only two off because they would they, they, they if they had done addition right they'd have come up with eight sixteen. So from all theirs. this to
1: say, and I might even do this today. I if I like look at how much problem solving if I were to show the first class's work and the second class's work all of this with the arrays and everything, f- who's wrong here and who's right? That would be so cool, like to compare and you know, how wrong and right are they?
2: So were, did they intentionally do two different arrays or is it just how it ended up on the desk? I
1: tried to get them to do the same ones and they were like, no, we've already started. So they, no, they were, they, they just were, I, I don't even think that the dudes making the arrays, there were three people in this team, which was good because it was such a huge collection. I don't think the guy making the array actually was understanding the value of an array. Um, he was counting his piles as he goes. He was like, "We have thirty-nine piles, or whatever it was." Oh. You know,
2: instead of relying on the organization of the array. But I was later. talking to
1: his third partner who wasn't building. I was like, "Look, we can count them. We don't have to like count every single one. We can use multiplication to figure out what we've got here." And so, it was funny how
2: should that be ca- should that be the word count, or should that be the word calculate, or determine? Like, yeah, because. The- If you are using an array to through multiplication, that's not counting. Counting is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine,
0: ten. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. You should write a book called Calculating Collections. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. So going back to the
1: quote that you read in there, you have to believe in the complex math that's going on here. And it really, really is. It was it was awesome. Many, many times, more than anything, the main thing that came out of this was what do I count when I'm trying to calculate how much I have here in, in this cool array that I've made, you know?
2: So there were 17,178 pips in that collection oh, of dice.
1: Oh, so to follow up, when we were doing, yeah, when we were doing the gallery walk thing, that they brought that up. They, they said we, you know, we could also count this because we'd been t- kind of talking about other things that people were counting. And they, like, quick, several of them grabbed the d- dice and were like, oh, it's 21. Whoa, we could never count that. And then others were like, well, well, just figure out how many dice there are and then multiply it by 21. You know, that's no big deal. I had given this one. One group of boys brought um, playing cards. And they counted them really fast. Because they're in sets of 54 because of the two jokers. It wasn't very exciting. Did you just call
2: your students two jokers?
1: No. (laughs) And I was like, okay, do you want the challenge for this? And I said, tell me how many diamonds are here. And they were like, oh, it's 13, 13 times three. I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, like every single diamond in the whole thing, you know, like the the 12 or no, the the nine has 11 diamonds on it because there's two more on the corners you know. And so, I think they ended up taking me up on that. I think I have that here. I didn't actually sit and listen to their thinking. It's this one. Um 261, I think was their thinking. Maybe wow. there's 87. I have to I'd have to look and see if I agree with them. They said they it looks like there's 87 in the deck times 3 decks, they got 261 diamonds all together. So.
2: Wow. All
0: right. I've Talked way too much. What no, do you think? That's Ruth? Good stuff. I just was thinking about those dice because you could count the number of vertices, you could count the faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. The,
2: yeah, what is this called? The edge. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then you could like do ratios. So there's
2: 12 edges.
0: If there's tw- 21 to six is your ratio of pips. To vertices mm-hmm. how many pips do you have in
2: wait how many ten vertices? dice look or at that eight. there's eight vertices
0: oh sorry Maybe faces yeah i meant faces and okay. i said vertices but the point is you could i could take this even to a different level even if they didn't get there to help them understand that this is a ratio question yeah um
1: yeah, you could start with a small
0: oh, I read that last night that that as your
1: math gets more complex, you might go to smaller collections in order to do that. You know, you might go to just fifty or a hundred or something and work from there. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. I think there's
0: a lot of ways you can use it. Mm-hmm. Are you and convinced? I think I am convinced, convinced and I'm thinking about
2: <laughs> that I sell you.
0: How accounting collection on a random Friday at the beginning of the year could lead us into ratios. Yeah. That is typically something I cover at the end of the year.
1: Yeah. I think, I think I would want to let this be something I do throughout and you, you, you might be able to be, I think you can be purposeful about what you pick and, and organizing it towards a specific skill, but you also can just do this periodically and randomly tie together what comes up based on mm-hmm. what the team thinks of, you know, like it's one of those things that I think is valuable and worth just kind of letting go and seeing what comes out
0: of it. And kind of knowing your role. I mean, yeah, it's really hard and we've talked about it before, because we're trained to be teachers and that's what we want to do. We want to teach. And sometimes it's just so powerful to just be quiet mm-hmm. or to ask a question. And I do like it, it talked about what the role of the teacher is and it gave you kind of three questions because we've also talked about how sometimes knowing the questions to ask is a struggle for a teacher and you give away too much and you don't see the power of it because you've told them, here's some dice, put them in. Groups of five yeah, in, in rows of 10, you know, and you've kind of taken away their, I don't know what big vocabulary word to use here, but yeah. the, you know, the choice of how do you do it and how does it work? That would be brain. agency.
2: Oh.
1: Or they, they use the word constructivist in the in the book at some point, mm-hmm. like you need to trust that they can construct their own knowledge yeah. in this. Yeah. Well,
2: it's, it would be... It's more effective if they construct their knowledge than if you instruct them on how to construct knowledge.
1: Yeah. Like the team that started the keys and were just pile, pile, count, 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 count. And then I just kept like, stay back, stay back. They'll figure it out. And then I came back later and they're, they're having piles of 10. Because they were like, we lost track. We couldn't right? do it. You know, don't jump in right away. I, I said too much yesterday. I will admit there were times where I'm like, this is the only day we're going to do it. I'm going to get it all in there. <laughs> um, But if I had to do it over, I'd start at the beginning of the year and let them make those mistakes from the on their own. And then learn from each other
0: instead of from me. Yeah. You know? So, realistically. Yeah. Could I do this as a warm-up?
1: Uh, No, it takes too much time, I think. I think you need to do it. I would do it. Well, maybe. Let
2: me say maybe. It can be done as like a warm-up before a unit where it's not just a warm-up for the day, but a warm-up for the unit or a warm-up for a concept.
1: I would say, you know, once every – in my class, once every three weeks, we're going to do it. Or, you know, like I don't think you need to do it every week because – Yeah, once every three weeks would be a good aim.
2: What is the goal of doing it more? Is it just to be able to do more complex things as you go?
1: Well, I think it's that you've learned something about the organization and then reapplying it. To
2: another set.
1: Yeah, and and your notation and your communication will get clearer. Like in the book, they kept talking about they did some at the beginning of the year and they recorded it and they took pictures of it. And then they brought it back out at the end of the year after they've learned all their order of operations stuff. And they're like, Ooh, what can we, how can we improve what we had or look what we've learned I since then. Um, We had some really interesting conversations about the order of operations because a, a, I forget it was a, it was a, a guy who said two times something time. Hold on. Let's see. Um, well, I'm not finding it, but he wanted... Oh, it was parentheses. He wanted, in parentheses, 2 times 9 times 6. This was back on the stars example. And he had said it to me with parentheses around the 2 times 9. And then someone else was like, you don't need the parentheses because of the order of operations. And he was like, yeah, but I think of it first, so I want to put them there first. And it was it was just this strong conversation about... You're both right. Putting the parentheses there helps your your reader understand your meaning, what you were thinking. But you mathematically don't have to have it. We can we can both make those points and be okay with that. And I'm not sure if they were okay with that. They wanted either the parentheses gone <laughs> or the parentheses there. But they
2: wanted an answer.
1: But it gave us an opportunity to talk about like it's not just random. I'm going to give you problems. The order of operations can you know mm-hmm. is applicable. <laughs> um, in, in, in real life context Okay we got a few more minutes You want to talk about summer school or you want to Quit there um,
0: So I'm really Interested especially for our Listeners who are like up to date and are Listening right now before summer school Starts yeah <laughs> If it's January and you're listening To this feel free to tell me what you think We should do at summer school but I'll yeah. probably have to say mm, <laughs> Sorry <laughs> yeah um, So I'm I'm wondering if we have this new way of thinking about teaching and questioning and discovery and Tracy and I talked about this yesterday. Am I selling my am I selling myself short if I go into summer school and reteach it? and practice it and send them home on IXL to practice it some more and come back the next day and reteach something else instead of giving them time to discover what they need to discover so that they can own it. Yeah. I mean, Tracy and I've had this conversation and it's kind of like this is different because I have 2 hours a day for 10 days. Yeah, to fill in all the holes. Um So I'm just curious, like what your summer school programs look like. I've done some summer tutoring and when there wasn't a, an end goal, I was able to do lots of things and just kind of help their Mm -hmm. math knowledge. And the boy that I tutored last summer had a really successful seventh grade year. And his mom said, it's not even really that he understands more math. It's just that he was more confident because he had spent the day. Or spent the summer with me, and it was one on one. And I mean, if we could teach every kid in America,
1: yeah, one on one. Your in your case, your summer school is almost going to be one on one. It's going to be one on two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be close. I last night when you asked me about this, I I was very much like, I think this is the time and place for some kind of direct instruction and in small chunks and procedural like. It, this might be the place for it, and I'm and I'm getting that from several books that I've read in my last class, that say that's what remediation, or or help for struggling learners may need to look like. You know, that might be what they need. Um, however, the, hearing you again and thinking about it again, like you can still put in some short amounts of those kinds of things, like do a number talk every day, you know, um, and. Play some short fluency kind of games or, you know, like it doesn't have to be two straight hours of computation. You can break break up the small, small things with some other like puzzles or problem solving or games or context or let's take a walk and count something, you know, like plan in
0: some thinking breaks like that. Yeah. So... All of that to say, if you have something to contribute or something that works really well. Yeah. And if I had known that I was going to teach summer school before I packed up my closet, that would have been amazing, but.
2: (laughs) The best laid plans,
0: Yeah. Cool. All
1: right. Well, this has been fun to talk about counting collections.
0: Right. And I think our next book, I forget, is by Jennifer Bay Williams, Math Fact Fluency Mm -hmm. is what the name of it is. And so we are. Gonna dive into that this week, and so find it
2: and read it. You get one week.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's how much we're giving ourselves.
2: <laughs> Good thing I'm not on this reading crew.
1: <laughs> you just get to benefit from listening right. to it. I'm, um, I'm double checking the name of it while i While there's this awkward silence. Yep, you're right. Math fact fluency by Jennifer Bay-, Bay Williams and Gina Kling is the one we're gonna look at next. Okay. All right. So takeaways. You got one?
2: Accounting is a lot more comp, not complex, but it can lead to a lot more than I ever considered.
0: Good summary. Check. How about you? Jay went to college twice. Ah,
1: that's your takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Um, my takeaway is that I have something new to look for at yard sales. <gasps> <Yay! Dicing collections. laughs> yeah, diecing no, collections, collections. Lots of people on Twitter are like, "Oh, a dollar store." I'm like, "I'm gonna find some other cool things at at um,
2: at the at yard sales." Yeah, I'm gonna go find it where I can buy it by the. See, I wish my husband were hole.
0: here for this podcast so yeah. he could see the value in buying counting collections. Yes. <laughs> really, I need this box of. One thousand whatever's in
1: here. Yeah, I will say though that the that the water balloons did not get; they were not enjoyable to count because they're kind of like flimsy and and that they just they this the dice were really fun to count because they can go in neat little packages and, and they, they slide. Yeah, you know, and so were the erasers, but the keys they don't stack or pile very well, and the the. The water balloons definitely were no one's favorite. Neither of the team that picked that loved them. So you have to think about, Hmm. like, the size and the shape of the thing might make it Hmm. more appealing. So. All right. That's it. Thanks to the authors of that book um, and Stenhouse because I have really enjoyed it and learned a lot just from – I'm probably going to – it's one of those things where I read it once in order to feel brave enough to do it, then I did it, and I'm going to have to go back and read it again now that I have the con- some of the context and-, and some experience to attach it to. I think it's a book I'm going to keep returning to. Gotcha. So. All right. See you on Monday on a run, and we can go longer because we don't have to go to school. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you.